miscommunication between grave diggers, like trying to bury him. My oh, brother, man. who is in the medical field, practically getting almost getting into a fight with grave diggers. I mean, it's like it's for real. Hey everyone, Vince here, back with the Quarantine Cast, where we are on quarantine, you are on quarantine, and everyone is on quarantine, including all of our favorite musicians. So we've been taking the opportunity to check in with some of our favorite musicians, see what they're up to, see what they're how they're dealing with the downtime, uh, how their bands are doing, so on and so forth. So today we have a very special guest. We have Claudio Sanchez from Coheed and Cambria. Uh, Claudio, thank you so much for joining us. For our readers and listeners around the world, uh, I think a lot of people are probably wondering what it's like right now in Brooklyn, uh, you know, New York, cent- New York City being the center of the epidemic. Uh, what's the vibe there right now? Uh, you know, it's, it's tough. It's really who you ask. Like when, you know, one moment, you know, it feels like, like, not not much like some people aren't really wearing their masks and in others it's like it's chaos like um you know uh for me um i've i've just kind of tried to stay as much as possible um you know only really going out for like essential things you know food whatever have you um but uh for the most part yeah i mean i you know i just i just stay in i mean i'm i'm kind of terrified you know like my my wife has like an autoimmune disorder uh, called reactive airways disease. And at one point she was like really sick. And I thought, you know, does she have it? I mean, she had a nebulizer or some like antibiotics, all sorts of like crazy things. I mean, she's on the floor, like with this apparatus. And I'm like, I'm like thinking, man, is this, is this it? Like, so it's pretty terrifying. Um, you know, but like, you know, every once in a while I will decide to go for a walk because I need, I, you know, I feel my body is like, like falling to pieces. So, um, I'll put on a mask, I'll put on my gloves and I'll walk prospect park and I'll, and sometimes I'll see like 50, 50 people like, you know, wearing the mask or not. And I'm like, damn, I'm like, just, just wear the mask. I mean, if what's, if it's the worst thing that could happen, like you feel silly wearing the mask. I mean, you could potentially just like help somebody i don't get it but uh yeah man i'm, I'm with you know it's, it's different everywhere the risk you may you, you may as well wear it like so what who cares you look like a fool you know whatever you know we're, we're all doing it um is there any sense that like things are, are starting to get better there or is it still kind of uh in, in you know full-on lockdown kind of panic mode um I, well so my brother actually and not in new york but in one of the upstate counties of rockland um where they you know right across the river from westchester um you know they were pretty overloaded with cases and my brother and his girlfriend actually happened to be um they work in the icu and and are nurses there and um he seems to tell me that the cases they seem to be slowing down um you know but uh but it's tough to say because then you know the next day you'll see something like u-hauls filled to the brim with bodies like in you know a couple of neighborhoods over like it's you know so it's just for me it's like i weigh more on the side of caution and um you know i'll you know i'll just really just kind of be cautious about this whole thing so i i i don't know like reassuring i'm gonna i'm just gonna do my thing 
Yeah. Uh, well, it seems like you've been keeping busy at least, uh, making most of your time. You've been putting out some uh, some stuff with the, the Prize Fighter Inferno, which is great to hear. It's been a number of years since you've done anything with that. Uh, what was the motivation other than just filling the time? Well, um, you know, I this is a project I don't really get to exercise all that often because, um, you know, Coheed is is a very demanding sort of project. And, and I feel a sense of guilt if I were to walk away from that to do something that essentially is me, you know, exercising my ego, if you will. But I feel like time has stood still. So, um, it, you know, and I've been writing Coheed, but it's allowed me a chance to really kind of step away from that for a minute and bring to life some of these songs that I've been working on in the background. Um, you know, and, yeah, I mean, it's actually not really as time-consuming as I thought it would be, um, as I've already have nine songs, um, five of them which are ready to go, and a few that we're going to release, um, you know, eventually via, like, social media and and YouTube and all the streaming platforms. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's actually been a lot of fun because... Again, it's it's kind of quick, and it's really just me in this in this room, basically playing with synthesizers and acoustic guitars. You know, um, everyone likes playing with synthesizers. Yeah. That's always fun. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. like, was this stuff that you were working on uh, previously, and and this has kind of been an opportunity to finish it, or is this something that you started in earnest when the lockdown began? Um, it's a little bit of both. So, uh, the song that we released a few weeks ago called more than love was actually, there's a video on, in, on my Instagram, that's me actually performing the vocal. So I actually wrote that song using the modular synthesizer that I'm sitting in, I'm standing in front of. And that song was written at that moment. You know, I created, uh, sort of this progression and performed it, captured it, and then went and put a vocal on it. And I think that kind of, um, inspired me to think, you know, well, that was pretty quick. Um, and, and why not go down the road and see what kind of bits and bobs I have lying around, um, that I could utilize. And, and, um, the stand by me cover for, for instance, that was written. I, I had just received, uh, my, I had pre-ordered, um, an ARP 2600, like Korg had re-released this iconic synthesizer that we've all heard, like, you know, he was, he was the voice of R2-D2. Uh, Pete Townsend used it on a lot of those, like, really, like, weird uh, sequenced guitar songs that, um, you know, and, uh, yeah, so I, I got this synthesizer, and I was, like, kind of exploring and learning the, 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 the signal flow of it, and I created sort of the cover of Stand By Me out of that. And um, so some of those songs, you know, those were created now, but, um, a few others, um, that I'm going to release in the next month. Um, some had just been lying around like one, for example, is called stray bullets. And that features weird science, the drummer of, of Coheed, Josh Eppert, uh, sort of emceeing on it. And that song has been sitting around since 2013. So ju I've just kind of been looking for the right time to release these things. And now seems to be it. So, um, now is so definitely yeah. it. Uh, you know, you've, yeah. got, you've got a captive audience. Uh, you know, so so why the hell not? Uh, like, it's not like they're they're going to your shows, which I definitely want to talk about. Have uh, unfortunately been postponed. I guess is is currently the the lingo. 
um, which unfortunately unfortunately leaves fans in limbo with their refunds, but that's a whole other topic. But it, it seems like you've you've postponed this first leg, and I, I believe you mentioned you had rescheduled dates that haven't been announced yet. Uh, but you're looking at this second leg in uh, what is it August September for that? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Ye- like speaking honestly, do you think that's going to happen? Uh, you know, to be to be honest with you, I think next next week there's going to be some news. So, um, and that will, you know, it'll be, I'll let, I'll let that sort of give the details. Um, but yeah, it's really tough. I don't know. I have no, you know, as far as like, you know, the fall, that's a big question mark because whoever you ask, it's a different story. Like some people think it's going to be fine. I personally don't. Um, again, I weigh, I weigh more on the side of caution. I would, you know, I don't want to see anybody getting sick. Like this is, you know, this is terrible. I, my son pandemic, you don't fuck around, you know, just keep, keep the people safe. Dude, my son, my son's classmates, like father passed. I like, I just, you know, I just, I'm not, you know, it's not a, a joke. Like to some, it looks like nothing, but here it's very serious. And, um, that's why I don't understand like the, 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 the choice to not help. Cause that's really what it boils down to. When somebody's not wearing a mask, um, to me, it just feels like, you know, so, um, wear the mask, <laughs> not you, but the viewers. <laughs> Don't worry, you're uh, preaching to the choir. Um, but uh, no, I mean, I, I understand, you know, and I mean, you look around and, you know, and I understand this mentality, to be honest, is like, I think people who live in places that have not been hit particularly hard don't fully get it. And the reason that I understand that is because uh, for me, I don't know about for you, but seeing the whole thing unfold in China months ago, I, I definitely didn't really fully get it. You know, I just didn't understand, yeah. uh, you know, and so I, so I understand. So I think you've got, you know, some people who are very uh, small minority, but a vocal minority when you, you've got these protesters out, you know, like who, who want the economy to open. And I think those are really fringe folks. But, you know, I think people are anxious to return to work, return to their jobs. And, you know, and I think that's what's kind of driving the the sentiment. Yeah, and I understand. I think there's the right way to to make that happen. Um, but I also feel like, you know, we need to be, you know, we need to be sensitive, man. People don't, you know, death is not, I've already experienced it. Father passed away, uh, not due to COVID. I mean, he's a 100-year-old World War II veteran, but he was, he got sick during the pandemic. You know, it was very tough. Like, and I'm not, and this is a grandfather that was basically like a second father. I mean, I lived with this man for most of my life. We were roommates, um, you know, and uh, I got, I got no closure, you know, and I was lucky because again, my brother happens to be in the field. So at least we had a lifeline. People don't get that. You know, we had a funeral. It was like super limited you know, masks, it was like 10 people, um, miscommunication between grave diggers, like trying to bury him. My brother, who is in the medical field, practically getting, almost getting into a fight with grave diggers. I mean, it's like, 
it's for real. This is like, you know, so, it, and again, he didn't pass away from COVID. I mean, that his situation, I'm not so sure I want to bring up the details of, but it was during this. So it's kind of sad that like, a lot of people really aren't getting closure. And again, this is a man that lived a hundred years, a hundred years of his life. Like I get it. I'm lucky. I, we had him around for that long, but he watched his son die early, was in world war two, watched his wife die, like, you know, 50. So, or maybe even it's just like, and he got, and he got a, a, a horrible, a, a horrible end. You think like, you know, you, you live that long, you get like, you get the grand exit, but man, it was, yeah, wow, that, that's really horrible. I'm uh, sorry. I mean, I can only imagine, you know, not getting to to say a proper goodbye and, you know, and just uh, having a on top of the stress of a funeral worry about social distancing. I mean, it's just a nightmare. Yeah, it's it's you know, so it's like even just those sorts of things. It's just like, you know, I, you know, people are, are dying and they're not getting the closure. And it's just I don't know, just try to be, you know. You know, just try, you know, try to be uh, uh, compassionate, thoughtful, thoughtful and compassionate about that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so so looking ahead, you know, I know you said there you've got an announcement coming and um, maybe by the time this episode is out, that will have been made. Not sure. Uh, but, you know, how do you sort of see this unfolding? Uh, first, let's talk about the music industry. You know, like, do you like obviously nobody knows, but. Do you think, mm -hmm. you know, you see these experts with quotes, uh, you know, I don't mean that in a demeaning way, but, uh, you know, you see people saying that maybe no concerts until fall 2021. Um, do, do you think that sounds reasonable? Uh, you know, I'll do whatever, you know, I just, I, I don't, I don't know um, anything really. Uh, um, like I said, I just weigh on the side of caution. So it's like, you know, we are holding out hope. Um, but you know, but if that's how, what it's gotta be, that's what it's gotta be. You know, now, how um, does that affect uh, you personally, uh, and your band, you know, like if you're, um, I'm, I'm assuming like most, uh, most musicians, you earn a good chunk of your income on the road. You know, I know you have some other things like the comic books and so on and so forth, but, uh, you know, like financially, how, how does that affect you? Um, I, you know, it's going to affect us for sure. I mean, my wife and I decided to make a, a big move in our lives. And I mean, a week before this happened, we actually closed on a house. Like we decided, okay, our son is in a, is in a, he's got a school situation here in Brooklyn that works for him. Like, you know, maybe it's time to start setting down roots. So we made this big financial investment and now it's like, okay, this is, you know, so, yeah. you know, it's going to affect me in some degree, but I'm going to try to keep positive and I'm going to keep my friends who are my bandmates as I'm going to keep them as safe as possible, you know? And if that means like, Hey, let's get in the studio because yeah, there is coheed material. Um, let's just plan for the future. You know, it's going to be a little rocky, um, at the moment, but let's just start, you know, getting these, these, these things in order. So when the time is right, we can come out of the gate and get back to living comfortably. Um, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, completely. And, yeah. you know, and I know like there's so many unknowns, so, you know, it's almost pointless to conjecture. Uh, but, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of the talk right now between concert promoters and booking agents and bands, uh, you know, there's, there's talk of venues opening at limited capacity. There's talk of social distancing, 
I've heard a lot of talk of venues only offering door deals, even for bands at, at the level of Coheed, uh, you know, because they just don't have the confidence that they'll be able to make money. And, and this is um, this is coming from friends of mine who are agents, uh, you know, so this is and this is this is coming from um, actually an episode that is not out now, but will be by the time your episode comes out with Rob Flynn from Machine Head, you know, so this is not just conjecture. Uh, if that comes to pass, can you make it work for Coheed? You know, I don't even, what's a door deal? I don't even, <laughs> I haven't well, there what's you go. Door deal? <laughs> um, that, well, that would just be, uh, you know, and actually it's good that you ask because probably a lot of our listeners also don't know, uh, instead of offering a guarantee, uh, you know, I don't know what you guys get paid, uh, per show, ah, but you know, I it's, it. it's, yes. uh, it's just a split of the door from the first ticket. Okay. That makes, I, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, that's the first I've heard of it. Um, but again, I think for me, uh, I'm going to weigh on the side of caution. I want to keep people safe. Like I'm, you know, I get it. Uh, I, I you know, I want to keep the people that, that are close to me, keep them safe and happy. And, but at the same time, I also want to keep our audience safe and healthy as well. So it's, it's tough. It's tough to say, I think, I think we'll cross that bridge when, it gets, you know, proposed to us. Um, but at the moment, you know, it's really hard to say, man, I have a wife and kid and I don't, you know, my wife is also experiencing something with her grandmother right now in Florida. That's where she's from. And she doesn't want to leave because she's afraid that maybe something will happen to her while she's away from us or vice versa. So, you know, for me, it's like, I'm not even, you know, right now we have things scheduled, but it's like, I'm not, I'm not thinking about those things until, you know, there's a bus outside my house waiting to pick me up and take me to it. Sure. You know? Yeah, I totally understand. You got to take care of uh, your immediate needs, your family's immediate needs and, and everyone around use health before starting to think of, of all that stuff. That's that's totally, totally reasonable. Um, so earlier you mentioned uh, that you were writing some material for Coheed. Uh, what's what's the status of that? And, you know, and what can fans maybe expect, especially if this quarantine slash lockdown situation lasts for quite a bit longer? Um, so, yeah, I've I've got about um, maybe 75 percent worth of a record. Um, concept is pretty much in a lock. I've actually started talking with uh, Chase Stone, who did the last album's art, as well as the companion um, uh illustrated novel that went with it. Um, so we've been slowly talking about uh, some of the conceptual things and, and maybe start bringing these, you know, this part of the story to life. Um, you know, funny, I was song in September. It was called Hallelujah Quarantine. It was kind of a part, it had a part in, yeah, it's crazy. It, it had this, uh, so in the second part of Vaxis, there's this uh, sect of this criminal organization, the Liars Club, and they're basically like um, they have this this thing that sort of travels around the galaxy, and they they call it the quarantine, like not the actual structure, but they have this celebration called the quarantine, where these young, almost like a cotillion, these young come to party this one night to decide sort of their their fates. But this organization is really just taking these young kids to use them as a, like basically blood banks. Um, so like th that's just a, again, that's a very loose sort of part 
it within this Vaxus two this this story. Um, but then I, I I went and I found I was like looking at this. And I'm like, man, I I don't know if this song is now insensitive, you know, for what we're enduring. So it's like, do I is this even going to be a part of it? Like, am I going to have to rename this whole like sort of thing that's happening in the story and uh, rewrite this song? I don't know. It's a but it. There's there's songs. I, I that, that's not I'm not really all that worried about it. It's just crazy that I kind of stumbled upon this this tune. Um uh, and I'm like, "Oh man, like how am I going to do that one?" So, uh we'll see. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny though. Um well, you'll see. You know, you got some time to figure it out. Um yeah, meanwhile, sure uh, are, are you in touch with your bandmates or are they all hanging in safe, doing okay? Yeah, absolutely. Uh last Monday we all had a chat with our crew. We just did a, you know, like a Zoom chat. It was band and crew. Um, you know, we, we're definitely in touch. You know, there's there's some things that we're working on right now that are maybe outside of the, um, you know, the Coheed uh, typical Amory Wars record scenarios. Um, clearly, like with the Prize Fighter, I did the song with, um, you know, with Josh. So we've been in communication. Um, Travis and I are, I mean, we've been friends since we were 12, 13 years old. I mean, I don't think there's a day goes by we don't talk. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I've been in touch with Zach. I mean, we, we talk. Blaze, the manager. I mean, it's really a very family sort of situation over here. So, so yeah, we're always in constant contact. Oh, that's great. And uh, obviously you're, you're now promoting a uh... – Oh, well, I guess actually you haven't really said, is it going to be uh, like an EP or an album release or is it just going to be these uh, singles release? Well, it'll be an album. So right now, um, you know, it's just been like I've been going back and forth with management because I've been just churning out these songs. And for me, I would personally love to do it, put out a song, get it mixed, mastered and then just put it out. You know, that's how I do it. But management would like to put it on a schedule. So they've been trying to figure out how to release these things in the appropriate way. So I think uh, May 15th, May 15th, am I right in saying May 15th? Yeah, May 15th, we're going to release a two song, two two more songs off of the project, uh, Death Rattle and uh, Crazy For You. And Death Rattle will have a visualizer that day. And then the following week, we'll drop another visualizer for Crazy For You. And then... Um, we're going to release this song straight bullets that I collaborated with, with Josh Eppert from the, from the band, uh, where he sort of raps in under his, uh, moniker, the uh, weird science. So there's a bunch of songs, uh, but I think, I think ultimately I'll have, I'll put out five and then maybe save the other five for a release. So there's some excitement, um, for, for the album, but you know, I, we're just kind of winging it again. I had no plan to to do this i happen to be here i happen to have all of these instruments and i'm just having fun with them so yeah that's great so well, that's le it. leave it to management to suck all the fun out no i'm just kidding i know uh, <laughs> <sighs> um well um uh, i'm glad you're doing well i'm very sorry to hear about your grandfather that sounds like a miserable experience but uh hopefully you can uh fight your way through it music is always a great outlet so uh claudio thank you so much for joining us and, and keeping us updated and we wish you all the best oh thank you very much to you too